Where your party station joins the world of basketball. This is the Courtside Podcast with Jake and Aiden. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Courtside Podcast with your hosts, I'm Aiden. And I'm Jake. And this podcast is going to be on the Z89 uh, radio station. Um, You can find it on their website, Z89.com. You can also find it on their Twitter, at Z89. Really, this podcast is going to be a big basketball podcast. Um, It's going to level from high school to college to professional basketball, all of the most recent and enjoying things that are going on in the sport. Me and Jake are going to be covering. Uh, You should be listening to this if you're a big basketball fan, if you're interested in knowing what's really up with the time, what your thoughts are. We're going to give you our opinions, and we would love if you tweeted us out at Z89 to give us your opinions. We want to know what you think, what you guys want to hear, and pretty much – uh, what you want in the future. So and also, what... if we're, we're going to be talking about the topics that you guys want to hear. These are going to be debates on some of the biggest issues that are going on in the world of basketball. And we want to hear some topics from you guys that we can talk about on our next episodes coming up. So yeah, just like Aiden said, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you guys want to hear because you guys are the most important part of this podcast. Yeah, so thank you for listening, and let's get into it. Uh, This is going to be our first episode, so let's get it. Topic is going to be about, does college, we're going to talk about college basketball today. Does college basketball help or hurt the college basketball players? So I thought this was a very interesting topic. I love talking about it. College basketball, as we've seen in the last couple of years, has definitely been on the decline with uh, many players deciding not to go. So I wanted to dive into this topic. And Jake, I wanted to kind of start with you and see what your opinion of it was. Yeah, so I can definitely, I definitely understand why some top athletes have decided not to take the college route and go right to the G League. I know they started that, um, you know, you can go to the G League and then get drafted the next year. Um, But what I don't understand is these kids are so young and immature that they need the guidance of college. I believe personally that they need the guidance of college to get that success within playing basketball and get a degree at the time if they're there for more than uh, one year. Um, I think that we can have a have a gap between it, but I also I ultimately think that we need to have college athletes um, continue to play basketball for these colleges. Well, Jake, let me interrupt you there. I want to bring one part that you said. Uh, One part that I definitely didn't like was the fact that you think that um, they need to mature over college. These are grown men. They're 18. I see that as a man. But exactly. They're 18. They're they're too young. They're only 18 years old. Here's the thing that it's hard to see. The thing that it's hard to see is some of these players are coming from places where they don't have an access to a great amount of money. And that may be from their parents. That may just be themselves. But they're looking for money as soon as they can get it. So if you're being offered, and I'm not saying anything about Jalen Green, but Jalen Green was offered $500,000 to play about 10 games in the G League, and then he has the right to go to the NBA. Okay. It doesn't matter about your wealth, I don't think. I think if you're being offered $500,000 coming out of high school, I don't see you turning that down. 
But something on your part that I did agree with was I don't like the idea of the G League. I don't think it helps a player develop. And I think it's just a little bit better of a high school basketball. So I mean, like like you were saying, the G League is really there for that quick money access that these players want, you know, and also like players can now, and they can also sign um, sponsorships as we see. Right. Yeah. And also I think it's mostly NBA scrubs that can't be on an NBA team. So I don't think it's NBA or even professional level basketball. So I think these players are kind of getting off on winning $500,000, but they're not really winning on their abilities. And I don't think they're really building on that. And I wanted to actually move on to the next topic was, I think I like, going overseas more than I like um, going to college. Right out of high school. Okay. Or even right out of high school. I like going right out of high school. Yeah. I like, I personally like right out of high school and I also like international and I'm going to bring The only problem I'm facing with this is they're, these players are so young to live on their own. We've only seen a certain amount, you know, we've seen LeBron do it. We've seen Kobe do it. Um, you can help me out with the, with a couple other Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard. Yeah. But there's only a select bunch of people. And like, I really believe that even one year of college can mature yourself, can mature yourself extremely well because you are living on your own in college and you're going to, instead of like, so you get that one year experience of living on your own and then you can go right to the NBA and figure out your, you know, your finances and everything like that. I know the rookies have classes for that, but I do think that college, even being there, being educated for a little bit, can definitely help you, let's say, if your career ends. Yeah, most definitely. And I wanted to bring up some facts, and I wanted you to kind of say what you think about this, because these are just facts, and facts speak louder than words, I truly believe. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about the 2019 draft, because I think that's in your favor. All of the big guys in the 2019 draft all went to college, and there wasn't really a big action of players who either didn't go or players that came from overseas, as many... If you look, that's kind of what the 2019 draft was. So I kind of want to move to 2019. Well, it was the 2019 draft we saw um, one successful – well, I guess one really successful player out of the overseas, right? Who? No, sorry. I'm wrong. Luca. Luca was part of the 2018. 2018. Um, 2018, yeah. 2018 draft. Here's how it went. DeAndre Ayton went one. Marcus uh, – Marvin Bagley III went two. And then Trey Young actually got drafted third, but traded for Luka Doncic, or was it the opposite? I think it was. Luka yeah, no, got, Luka, Luka got drafted three. Yeah, traded, yep. Trey got drafted five. Correct. That's really the biggest name. I think Luka Doncic, and we can both agree on this, is the biggest name in uh, from that draft class. I think he's kind of shown everybody what he is, and Trey Young is kind of behind him. But something that I find interesting—we well, did say we did we did see Trey in the All Star game. No, we yeah, about we also saw Luka Doncic, and something that I wanted to add right. on was Luka Doncic. I think has better ability than everybody else in the league, and here's why: not everybody in the league, everybody in his draft class. And here's why: as many people say it, and for people that don't know, Luka Doncic is from Spain. He played for Real Madrid. Yep. He has been playing professional basketball since he was 16 years old. This speaks levels. That's the experience. Yeah, of course. This speaks levels to me because if you look at other players in that draft class, uh, Trey Young, uh, Marvin Bagley, these guys are decent players, but I don't think they can handle being a professional at 
16 year old that brings on responsibility that also means that you have a good enough talent to be playing professionally at 16 and i think you're talking about the grown-up stage i think if you're going overseas that makes you grow up a lot quicker and obviously luca was born in europe but i'm saying if some of these other players go overseas this will make them mature uh, and, and we've seen it with we've seen it with uh this this year's draft class we saw lamella ball go overseas to australia and I think that I'm agreeing with you on that point. Uh, you know, the league thinks that the league the league thinks that he will be very very developed when it comes game time. Um, fans think that being overseas in the NBL is extremely helpful when it comes to the NBA. You know, he's been playing with pros, uh, former NBA players, uh, Anthony Morrow, and now he's coming to the NBA uh, looking good. And who knows, he might be the number one pick. Yeah, and here's I wanted to actually bring up the 2020 draft, but now that you just stayed there, I'll kind of bring it up. I think the 2020 draft is going to be the year that I think a majority of people will decide who, uh, which kind of route is better. So here's a couple names that are all projected lottery. LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, RJ Hampton, uh, Denny Avigi. Those are four guys that um, overseas players. all overseas players. Lamelo Ball played in the NBL. He played for the Illawarra Hawks. Then you have Killian Hayes, who played overseas, I believe, in France. You have RJ Hampton, who also went to the NBL out of high school. And then you have Denny Avigi, who's been playing in Israel, I think, professionally since he was sixteen, like Luka Doncic, but just like Luka, yeah. So it could be scary, you know, what we we've seen damage with Luka. All with, four of those guys are what, uh, projected to be lottery. And then yeah. there's another four guys that kind of went from high school to college, and now they're going professionally. James Wiseman, who went to Memphis, only played two or three games, so I think that's going to be interesting to see. Anthony Edwards was the number one projected pick for a long time, went to the University of Georgia. Obi Toppin kind of grew his name out, uh, came from Dayton. I think he's going to be a great player. And Tyrese Halliburton, who's coming from Iowa State. So that's kind yeah. of a 4v4 of players that decided to go overseas and play overseas versus players that played in college. So I think there's going to be a huge factor in how people see the overseas game. I think if LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, RJ Hampton, and Denny Avigi are four guys that are the best out of this draft class, I think you can't deny the fact that being overseas may help. And So let me just, let me just clarify. You're saying as a, you know, for those young guys listening – as a top high school athlete, you're better off going overseas than going to the G League or um, yeah, I think that G League's the only route right now. But you're you're saying better off going overseas because you can get more experience. I think so, and I think not overseas isn't for everybody. I think you definitely need to. Um, it depends on if an overseas team tries to see you. You know what I mean? Like if you're not getting offers to go overseas, you're not just going to go overseas. I think. If you have the talent and teams are looking for you and that's one of your options, I would say that should be your first option because I don't see the G League helping anybody. I don't see college basketball helping anybody either. The only problem I have with overseas is it's technically like the NBA. It's just overseas. Yeah. No, like these players are just so young in my head. Oh, you know. When you're at a young age of 18, are you able to fly across the country? You know what's scary? You know what's scary? And you probably haven't connected this yet. You know how old you need to be to be in the military? 18-year-old. You're 18 years old when you go into the military. You're fighting for our It's just the whole fact of, of handling money. You're buying houses or apartments. 
no matter how talented these athletes are, they're immature. And I think if you're not accustomed, they're not accustomed to the prime time, basically, you know, they're in the cities, they're by themselves at such a young age. And we're talking individuals that are making, they're making money, like they're getting paid like a fortune 500 CEO. You know, these guys are making big bucks. And the fact that they're 18 handling a $4 million contract can be scary. We've seen athletes that went downhill pretty fast with money. You know, Allen Iverson, for example, the guy's broke. Went to Georgetown. But I'm just saying in general, like in the NBA. The question, Jake, is did college, a place where you're supposed to learn how to pay rent, how to have a checkbook, how to do all this stuff, did that – and I know – I don't even know how many years he stayed off the top of my head, but did that actually help him? I think I think truly, and I've le- I've known this for a young age, and I believe this. If you get thrown into a situation, you're either going to figure it out or you're going to fail. I think by going overseas, it's before the NBA, so you're getting paid. And I wouldn't assume as much. So you're being thrown, let's say, in Lamelo Ball standpoint. I don't know what his contract was, and but if they if they fail. Let's picture a million dollars. Let's picture a million dollars, right? Okay. A million dollars. If he blows the million dollars before he gets into the NBA, obviously he's doing something wrong. Um, yeah. Somebody that went to college, went to Duke, that I like to look at is Jason Tatum. And this is the only thing I'm going to defend about college basketball players because I think all of them are different. I think just Jalen Tate, uh, Jason Tatum's standpoint is better. Uh, Jason Tatum has never used a single dollar of his rookie deal. Okay. I don't think that has to do with college. I think that just has to do with a personality and him knowing how to use his money. I don't think college did anything. But I don't cool. think going to college hurts them learning the aspect. You know, we we see we see NBA careers average they average uh, they average um six point six years. You know, that's an average NBA career. So making college important because now you can learn. Um, maybe you can get a degree. We've seen a couple NBA players that go back and get their degree because after your NBA career, if you spend all that money, you're now in a situation where you don't know what to do. You don't have a degree. You went to college for one year. I per- like personally, the way to go is go to college, get a year of experience if you're a top guy, and that can definitely help you when you move on to your professional uh, professional career. I think that's just the way of the past, and I think I'm looking at it differently. I think you obviously play in high school, and this is only for top athletes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about kids that are three stars going overseas and playing. Yeah. I'm talking about if you're a five-star, if you're top 25, 30 in your class, and you have offers to go overseas, I think it's a hands-down decision if you can make it over there to do that. I think you're getting paid – you're in your own environment. You're playing professional basketball. It doesn't matter if you're going to Australia. It doesn't matter if you're going to Europe. If you're playing professional basketball against real men who that's what their job is, I don't see why you don't take it. And I wanted to move on to another topic, Jake. In 2005, the NBA got rid of the uh, straight from high school to the NBA rule. They kind of put in a one-and-done rule. And like you said earlier, some players that did that were J.R. Smith, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, um, Dwight Howard. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Do you think that the NBA should bring that rule back, especially with some of the talent that's kind of coming up? I don't think that they should. I think that the G League 
necessarily like what the G League is doing. They're trying to bring back what the NBA did. I believe that the NBA should weigh it out. Um, I don't think they should go right into it right away. I think that players should really weigh their options a little better because who knows? We're going to see a five-star. Like it's guaranteed, basically. We're going to see a five-star that that if the NBA opens it up and says, oh, you can come right from high school, we're going to see a five-star that comes out of high school, goes right to the NBA, and he's a total bust. Well, that's what happens. It doesn't matter. And some bust that I actually wanted to bring up that on my debate of overseas versus college, these are guys that played in college. Number one picks, too. Markel Fultz, where is he now? Uh, Orlando. He's a rotation player on the Magic, and there's a lot of players that were drafted after him, like I said, Jason Tatum, that are so much better than him. Anthony Bennett, not in the NBA anymore. Greg Oden, maybe one of the worst boss stories of all time. So you're talking but I also about think college. I also think college is a way for players to prove themselves. But you're talking about players being bust coming out of high school. I truly think it's more embarrassing being a bust coming out of college. Okay, don't get me wrong. Hold on. The competitive mindset of high school and college do not compare at all. Well, college is much more competitive. If you're playing in the ACC rather than playing um, – the ACC, for example, is one of the top programs for college basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You can't compare that to a high school game. You just can't. I think in the players also, the players also get the players also get um, familiar with the fans. You know, you're playing in big stadiums. It's a whole. It's all about experience. I believe in college. College is all about experience. You're getting some of the greatest coaches to coach the game of basketball that can help you and develop you into a better player when it comes time for the NBA. That's why I believe that college is the way to go. I just think that's a way of the past. I think there are some environments. There are certain players that can attract a crowd in high school. Don't get it wrong, Jake. If you go to no, Spirit, I totally, you, I understand that. Yeah. the game is sold out. As soon as their schedule comes out, games are sold out. Every single game. Because LeBron James Jr. will be playing in that game. Yeah. Every single game that Imani, Imani Bates is in is sold out. Every single game that Chet Holgrim is sold out. And if you don't know, LeBron James Jr. is obviously LeBron James's son. He's a sophomore in high school right now, plays for Sierra Canyon in California. Amani Bates is a junior. Phenoms in the country. Phenom star. He actually just uh, transferred to uh, Bates Bates Fundamental, which is his dad kind of uh, school that Amani's going to be playing at. Amani won uh, Gatorade Player of the Year last year as a sophomore. He was the first ever player to do it. And since he's been a freshman, he's been compared to players like LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Um, he has a crazy ability. If you haven't seen him, I would recommend looking him up. And the last guy is Chet Holgram. He really got on the map when he went to a Steph Curry uh, camp. And he actually crossed up Steph Curry at seven feet tall. Um, kid's a putback machine. Guy's a great player. Um, I would recommend you look up all three of those guys. But they attract crowds because of their names. And I don't think that they need college to build them up. I just think they could go straight to the NBA and succeed. Well, they're going to attract crowds at college anyway if they went to college. But they're just helping the college because, again, they don't get paid. And that's a whole other topic that we'll talk about in another podcast. Yeah. But they're just helping the college. I see it as go help yourself. Go make yourself 
if you're not known by some people, go make yourself known by everybody. But that's why I think college is a way to prove yourself. You know, it gives equal opportunity for everyone. So you can see that guy um, who was a five-star, who was not, you know, five-stars, yeah, I guess all five-stars have a big name, but some of them are not as big as the top guys. You know, what we saw in, what was it, two, was it 2018 um, senior year with, with Zion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Zion was that top guy. It was either Zion or RJ. People were RJ Barrett. Um, people were not really talking about the other. You know who else was a top guy? Uh, one top guy was Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was the uh, number two player. He was the number one player running throughout that. Oh, actually, no. Michael Porter Jr. was the year prior. Michael Porter Jr. is in yeah. the team draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin Bagley, DeAndre Ayton. Yep, yep. He was the number one guy until Marvin Bagley reclassified and joined their class. But this guy did some crazy things on the court that I've never seen before by even NBA players. Decided to go to college. Mm -hmm. got hurt a game in and his draft stock dropped from number one when he came out of high school to 13 or 15. That's a pure example of how college screwed someone. I understand that aspect, but I'm also talking about um, in general of all players. Here's another example, Jake, that I want to kind of name for people listening. Zion Williamson. I think he was the Nobody doubted that he would be the number one pick, right, wherever he went. If people forget, Zion Williamson got injured in college. He did. If he, he could have gone straight to the NBA and nobody would have questioned it, but the fact that he got injured in college with a serious knee injury, it wasn't like a little injury. He was out for multiple games. That's what scares me about college. The fact that you're not getting paid, you're not helping yourself, and you're going out there and putting your body on the line for a college that possibly helps you to the NBA. And what if Zion got into a serious injury? What if he tore his ACL, tore his meniscus, and then he was out for a full year? Think about how much different it would have been for Zion. You think he still would have been the number one overall pick? I don't know. Um, I think that it would definitely hurt his draft stock, but... Of course, and that's why yeah. it, it happened with Michael Porter Jr. He got injured, and his draft stock was hurt badly. That's yeah. why I see if you have the opportunity, and both of those guys had crazy opportunity, they could have been top three, possibly first overall pick coming out of high school. That's why I don't like the whole college route, and if they're never going to open up straight from high school, I would recommend going overseas. I just don't see college as a platform where you can help yourself. I think the only thing that college did for Zion was kind of, like I was saying earlier, open up the eyes to people that didn't know who he was. And that's yeah, I mean, very we also see, we also see college um, creating big names for people uh, that are coming into the draft. Uh, for example, not a lot of people knew who Obi Toppin was. The guy had a breakout season with Dayton, and now everybody he's the talk. He's the talk of the draft. Well, he's not the number one talk, but he's talking. People are talking about him. But here's the thing, Jake. Was he ranked coming out of high school? I'm not sure. He wasn't. I don't think he was a high rank at all. And that's okay. what college basketball is for. College basketball is for the kids that need to make a name to go to the NBA. John Morant, not a ranked player or maybe a one-star, built his name at Murray State and was the second overall pick. 
I don't so think, I think I think the the real answer to this question is college is for the developmental players, the yeah, players that are the players, the and players that have the highest potential to be the greatest, like John Moran, and who knows what Obi Toppin is going to become. But it's the it's the college is giving the players the potential to become the best players and be those top guys in the professional level. So I so what we're saying is that it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Top players at a high school should not go to college because it can ruin their career. But players that are have the highest potential to be very good um, should go to college to be to prove themselves and show that they are the top guy. Here's my view on it, and then I think we're going to end the podcast after this. But my view on it is the NBA should open up from high school to NBA. And here's my reason why. There are players that are coming up. Like I said, Amani Bates, Chet Holgram, Mikey Williams, LeBron James Jr. I don't think those players need college to succeed, or I don't think they need to build the college's name. They're already known as certain players. If they do not open that, I say you either um, you go overseas. I think you either go to Europe or Australia, and you play there for a year, and then you go to the NBA. I think the G League is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard. It doesn't build you. I think well, it, league, it gives it gives quick money. Well, yeah, but I think the G League we is here. Like for, for example, Darius Baisley out of the class of 2018 at a high school. Yeah, he signed, talk about that. He committed from college and went to the G League and signed a, a $1 million contract with New Balance. We didn't even we didn't talk about that, and I feel like yeah. we missed out on that. But quickly, I'm going to go over it, Jake, and you can add anything you want after. There have been two main guys in my head that have gone the G League route and completely failed. I have not seen a single person succeed by going the G League route. Darius okay. Baisley went in 2018 and ultimately failed. He's not he a star. He, he started the chain. He was the first guy, I believe. And then the second that. guy that yep. comes to my head is Jalen LeCue. I don't even think he's in the NBA yet. That's why I think the G League is a fifth-year high school, and I think it sucks. And for all the kids that went already, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're getting anything out of it. I think the only person that's getting out of it right now is Jalen Green because he's a known name. He's a five-star player. He's the number one player in his class. I think that's going to be the only guy, hopefully, because Darius Baisley was the number nine guy, and everybody sees what he had. But back to my point, I think guys like Mikey Williams and – Bronny James, if the NBA to or the high school to NBA is not open, you go overseas, you play for a year, you come to the NBA, and you kind of show how college isn't needed. And that's my stance on it. I stand firmly on that. Jake, you have any last remarks on what your practical idea is for some of the best players coming through? We can we can agree to disagree. I believe that um, after Aiden was explaining all this, it kind of came to my mind that. Yeah, we can have two different parts. I think that college is more of a developmental stage and a learning process for young athletes to learn and grow as a better professional athlete. And the NBA level right out of high school or even going overseas could be the best for the top names, like we said. Uh, I want to know what you guys want to hear, and I want to know what you guys think about this debate. Please tweet us at Z89, the Courtside Podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thank you guys.
that's it. Wrapping it up. Can't wait to hear your responses. And a podcast is coming to you guys soon. So thank you for listening. Enjoy. And we'll see you guys. Have a good day, guys. Peace.